Wake y'all asses up. Good morning and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, coming to you live from the front seat of my vehicle as I drive my black ass to work. It's foggy as hell here in Oklahoma today, which I ain't complaining. You know, make the police do their job a little less and not worry about my ass. <laughs> Shout out to all the new listeners who have come on the SoundCloud and, and listened to my show. I do appreciate it. Um, I noticed that everybody has really been paying attention to the Who's Your Daddy episode, so I'm going to do that follow-up episode coming next week. And we're going to flip the script, and we're going to call it Who's Your Mama. Yes, to the trifling baby mamas, I'm coming after that ass. But this week, I wanted to focus on something else. Y'all have to excuse me. A uh, couple other shout-outs. First of all, of course, to my uh, lead co- contributor, Mr. Ken Snell. Uh, thank you, sir, for all that you do. Um, my homie, Rachel Snyder. This I'm not calling you Rachel Snyder Owen shit. I don't care. That nigga ain't shit. You know you don't like his ass demo anyway. So, Rachel Snyder, hi, darling. How are you doing? Yeah, I know you wouldn't expect a shout-out on my show, but I don't care. Be shocked and tell your friends. <laughs> uh, who else? My boy Cameron Reedy. He is a new contributor on to the Joe Moffat Show. Welcome and congratulations. Um, dude has a very hilarious set that he posted on his YouTube page um, where he's just basically telling his jokes and doing his thing uh, live, of course. So, you know, big shout out to him. Um, and he's going to be helping out with some future episodes and just helping us be better. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're all about, you know. And, of course, shout out to my baby girl, SL. You know who you are. And um, basically to the rest of the clique, man. Whoever listening to the show and follow around, I appreciate you guys very much. And thank you for showing me much love. So this weekend I was thumbing through some things and, you know, trying to find some topics to talk about. It was a little boring. I, You know, and I like boring weekends. I ain't going to lie. You don't need shit popping off all the goddamn time and shit. And I'm hoping shit really cools down now that the summer is over with, especially with these popos and these kids. Hopefully a lot of that shit will simmer down to nothing, you know what I'm saying, and, and it just fades away. You hope, you know, I'm not, I can't make no guarantees. I'm just not that nigga to be able to do that. But I was thumbing through some things, and I saw a YouTube video from a young lady by the name of Nicole Arbor. Okay, and in this YouTube video, she was doing something that um, I think was referenced. And the first time I saw this word was somebody was referencing the Kim Kardashian, and they were talking about fat shaming. Um, me being a big man myself, I wanted to see exactly what they was talking about fat shaming, because I want to catch one of these motherfuckers in the street and really ask them and dad him to say the shit that they say on the videos, and if somebody like me's face. I really doubt they'll fucking do it. And if they do, they ain't going to get far. I'm just saying. You coming me the wrong way talking shit about my size? I'm going to show you what else is big enough to squeeze into some things and make some motherfucking pain in this motherfucker. Don't play with me. You ain't going to crack on my motherfucking size and think you're going to get away with it, bitch. But there are people that who not that are not Joe Moffat. There are people, and I understand that. There are people who can't take that criticism. You understand what I'm saying? And, and hell, there's some cases... Where people, their size is there because they can't help it. They, they have an illness. They have a, a sickness. I won't say sickness. I said illness. 
you know, that causes them to be overweight. Case in point, Whitney Wade Thor. Young lady, you know, from my big fat, my big fat fab life, fabulous life on TLC, coming up on, I believe on uh, 99. Shout out to her. Um, she did a couple of retweets from it this week, and so I ain't tripping, you know. And I told her straight up and down, you know, if I ever catch anybody fat shaming, I'm gonna be the first one to eviscerate their asses live, you know. But Nicole Arbor, I do in a way feel bad for because it's hard to get a joke to go across nowadays, man. Everything you fucking say is a comedian. I hear motherfuckers commenting more on what a comedian says than what a politician said. And a politician is not getting paid to be full of shit. He's being paid to do a job. Comedians, the good ones, thank you, are usually full of shit. I have bags of shit pouring out of my pockets. I know this. Okay, I know that I'm full of shit. And there's nothing that you can stop me in to say that I'm not full of shit. Period. I know I am. I know you are, but what am I? I am full of shit. I'm just going to be honest with you. Call a fucking spade a spade. There it is. Now, what bothers me, though, and, and what really throws a monkey wrench into the situation for me with Nicole Arbor is, you know, she went there. And I'm like, I, I can't say she really went there because I've done worse. Okay. You know, but but the thing about it is, you know, she she was a, a little skinny little white girl who put out a video cracking on fat people and it hurt people's feelings. Here's my take on the situation. It's too fucking hard nowadays to tell a goddamn joke. And to be honest with you, and this is my reference to her, Nicole, honey, you got to own that shit. If you're going to talk shit about somebody, you better stand up, whip your dick or pussy or titty out or something and own up to it. Fuck it. I did the fucking video. I'm not going to feel sorry for it. Own it. Don't be able to, because from what I've been hearing, she's been being a little bitch. You know, they say this little girl that went into hiding. No, don't go into hiding. You keep doing you. You're going to piss some people off. I did that shit one time. I told some jokes back in 2002. No, 2001 about lesbians. Yes, I did. I don't give a damn about your judgments. Y'all can keep that shit to yourself. I don't give a fuck. I'm a grown-ass man. I told some jokes. It pissed off this select little table of lesbians. And at that time, I felt that maybe it wasn't time for me to do comedy. Because I pissed somebody off with something that I said. It never was really a... I, I wanted... Don't get me wrong. I needed to hone my craft. I get that. And I took the time to hone my... Like I said, this was 2001. And this is me now making my big grand entrance, if you will, back into the comedic scene, where the first one, you know, I won't even call that an entrance. This is my entrance into comedy. That there was a tune-up. But doing the tune-up, looked like I could piss people off. And that was my first time ever really seeing someone get upset in reference to something that a comedian said, Okay. And let me tell you something. These punk-ass politicians say some shit that'll throw every motherfucking body in a goddamn tailspin. But yet, for some reason, ain't nobody shocked that this motherfucker said it. You know? Back in the 70s and the 60s, you know, if you was a, a black comedian and you didn't say nigga at least 60 times in your show, you really wasn't gonna get a fucking audience. Now... You say nigga by choice, 
and people mad at you. Which, by the way, is going to be to take the time right now to officially announce my next album, my first album coming out in 2016 that will be named, wait for it, Millennial Digger. You got damn right. I'm dedicating it to the late, great Richard Pryor. And just like Richard was and, and did his album on the Bicentennial Nigger, I am doing my album on the Millennial Nigger. And the aspects of the black man living in this culture in America. And we're going to take it from there. So I hope y'all ready. Because that shit is going to be fucking awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my whole dick and balls and everything else in this motherfucker. And it's going to be balls to the motherfucking wall too. I'm going to make somebody vomit in this motherfucker. With this goddamn album. Coming soon. And it will be of course on iTunes. And I will be broadcasting tracks on SoundCloud as well. That you can't believe. I'm not going to make you guys pay for my shit. At least not the first one. And at least not all of y'all going to have to pay for it. I'm just saying. I will be selling this motherfucker. So those willing to make a donation by all means and purchase the album. Thank you. You know, in advance. You know, I might even do pre-order copies. I don't know why. But might as well. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, it's fucking hard to pull a joke off nowadays. Okay, it really is. Comedians catch all kind of hell, nonstop. It was a few years ago. I remember the dude from from Seinfeld going on stage and saying "nigger," and then after that, all the comedy clubs. Well, if the white boy can't say "nigger," the black comedians can't say "nigger" either, and that's the way the approach came about. Now. To the little dudes who got offended by the big-haired white guy who said nigga on stage, allow me to say to you, go get fucked in the ass with a sick atomic bomb AIDS-infested dick. Because you motherfuckers were the founders of what made comedy become harder and harder because you wanted to be a little bitch about something somebody said. Okay? And and I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done pulling, pulling my motherfucking, pulling the rug from under myself for the interest of somebody else to keep you motherfucker satisfied. If you don't like what I say, change the fucking channel. Turn off the playback. Write me an email. You can even voice your concerns. They might go in one end, out my ass. But I listen. I told you guys. I have I have never not allowed anybody that wants to tell me some direct shit be honest, open and honest with me. Holla at your boy. Now how I take it is up to me. You can't say you can't depict how I take it the shit. You know, and if you can tell me the shit, you ain't gonna hit me with a double edged sword. That's bullshit. Okay, I'm just not gonna let you do that. I'm not that damn dumb. You know. And here's here's another thing that bothers the fuck out of me in, in reference to, to being a comedian and being funny nowadays is I've heard people like make death threats against comedians. Now, don't get me wrong. That stupid shit Damon Wayans said the other day in reference to supporting Bill Cosby, talking about some of them bitches was unraped. What the fuck? How the fuck are you unrapable, Damon? 
Why would you say something like that, Damon? Goddamn. You know niggas got shit going on hard right now, Damon, and you want to motherfucking say some stupid shit. Why? Talking about supporting that old nasty bastard. Fuck Bill Cosby. Let that motherfucker go die in a ditch some fucking way. I don't care. Why would you just, goddamn, that was the stupidest fucking shit I'd ever heard. The women's just, some of them women were unrapeable. Really, bitch? What the fuck does that mean? Seriously. If some of them women were unrapeable, then just like you, most black men don't have big dicks. You raggedy motherfucker. That's the equation of exactly what that ignorant motherfucker sat there and said. Granted, I just sat there and said a fact. He said a farce. Because probably he one of the ones with a little dick anyway to support somebody like Bill fucking Cosby. That's some sick ass shit, man. And I'm sorry. You got to be a dumb motherfucker. But then once again, this motherfucker going to want to go out on stage and tell jokes. And now everybody going to wipe their ass with him. Not because of what he said doing comedy, but what he said in real life. Now, in those cases, I don't know. You know and, and here's the thing. Dude, you can support whoever you want. That's all good and gravy. I really don't give a shit. But don't you dare. Don't you double dog there. Don't you triple dog there. Come in this motherfucker expecting for me to stand next to your ass. Talking about supporting that old nasty ass bastard. Fuck Bill Cosby. I, I'm, I'm going to say it a million times. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. The all time best father of the millennium. And as I said, and of, of, of our time, of our day and age, is Mr. Joseph Jackson. And I, look, 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 look. People going to look at me crazy as fuck when I sit here and say this, but I don't give a shit. Joe Jackson, that nigga took a family of nine fucking children with one woman. This nigga didn't have no outside babies. This nigga didn't have no, well, yeah, he did. But he didn't have, he had all of his main children with one woman. And he stuck with that one woman for years and years and years. And she, in turn, stuck by his big head ass. And this nigga and this woman took this nigga's steel mill motherfucking worker salary and took the nine children and made eight of them some of the greatest entertainers in American history. Two of, well, let me rephrase. Eight of them entertainers. Two of them the greatest entertainers in America. Now, let me let you in on a little secret. Some families don't have one shining motherfucking star. Shit. Some motherfucking families ain't got a goddamn shiny turd, let alone a shining motherfucking star. And this motherfucker created two. Wow. Fucking wow. Everything that man did was for his kids. Two of uh, that didn't involve his penis. Uh, you know. We all know Joe's a hoe and most Joe's are. Hi, <laughs> I'm Joe. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, most Joe's are hoes. And, you know, he ain't no goddamn different than most Joe's. You know. But he ain't raping bitches. He ain't committing crimes. And he ain't fondling children. That motherfucker is the top flight A100 father of the fucking millennium. Because when you look at somebody like Bill Cosby and Jared Vogel with they sorry asses, it makes you really realize how much people, how bad people really can fucking be compared to ones that we call bad. And then come to find out compared to this motherfucker, they ain't that goddamn serious. I'm just saying. 
And, and just be, I'm going to call a fucking spade a spade. Compared to Bill, Joe ain't that damn bad. I'd have Joe Jackson for my father. Hell, to become a success, nigga. Shit, to become a legacy, nigga. You goddamn right I would want Joe Jackson to be my father. Probably would have got me a lot further than what Joe Moffat took my black ass. Shit. Hell, call a spade a fucking spade. Those that don't know, my father, Joe Moffat III, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You know. Hell. And it wasn't even... The, the, the part that gets me about Joe is this. He saw glimmers of talent in his children. He saw glimmers. And then he took those glimmers, and he took each one of those glimmers, and he molded them, and he practiced with them, and he worked with them, and he pushed them, and he pushed them to be better. And then when they got good, he wanted them better than that. And then when they got better, he wanted them to be the fucking best. If that's not core parenting, I don't know what to tell you. Because, see, nowadays we got puss-ass parents. We got punk-ass parents that'll sit there and tell their kids that an achievement has been made just by you showing up. No, it's not. And if it is, granted, yeah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You showed up, you're brave. But it's not really an achievement. You prove your bravery for being here. Congratulations. You're not a pussy. Now, what are you going to do with it? Because you still got to do something with it. Just like my Texans. They got blasted all over hard knocks this summer. And everybody sees that there's nothing about them that says that they cannot be an exceptional team. Now, what they do with it is between them and the coach and the staff and, and everybody there. You know, I'm still going to support them boys from afar. But if you ask J.J. Watt, he'll tell you the same goddamn thing I'm sitting here saying. You teach success to these children. These punk-ass parents nowadays, you goddamn kids, they want to be motherfucking adorned just for getting up out of bed. Can I get my ass kissed for waking up this morning, Mom? Sure, you little lazy cocksucker. Why not? Raggedy bastard. Sure, I'll celebrate your monkey ass. No, I won't. You suck. Supposed to get the fuck out of bed, nigga. Hell. That's the reason why I'm saying. A lot of these parents teach these kids to be little bitches. Joe wasn't having it. Hell. Joe Jackson wasn't having it by any shape, mean, or the word. His kids got poked at. He make them go and punk somebody's ass and beat the shit out of them. He was being a father. You understand what I'm saying? Many people miss that. I know, you know, I had a father. My dad was a father. Now, he wasn't a Joe Jackson producing father, but my dad was a dad. And to give him the benefit of the doubt compared to a lot of these motherfuckers, the reason why I say he ain't bad, that man ain't never not signed in for work when it came to me, not one day. There's never been one day in my life where I could not find and call my father and talk to him, okay? No matter what the subject topic, there was never a day I've never been able to find and call my father and talk to him. He has always been a part of my life. And let me tell you, Dad, something, okay? Let me tell you, nigga, something. That's that's what it's about. 
Just be in that. Be, be a good person. Be a good spirit. But most importantly, be there. That is the number one thing that these kids need. Is they need somebody to give a fuck enough to be there. When they wake up in the morning, they see you and they ain't gotta be scared. Even if you ain't there necessarily physically, because of my son. I'm not there for him physically every day. But he know where to find me. He know if he need me, he know where to call. You understand what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. Being there for these kids. And I know we done went way off topic, but I, 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 I still reiterate that because there's, there's a lot of lost souls running around here in this world. And we, as men and as people, women as well, you know, we need to take a stand and start doing something with these kids, especially these young black men. Y'all asses get lost. Oh, my God. But I'm not, we're going to go, we're going, I'm going to stop there because I, I got to stop myself because it'll take me too far and that's not what I want to do. No, 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 no. Today, because I still got one more topic. Oh, and this came across last night. And I, I'm going to tell you something. But before I, before, let, let me, let me get this off my chest real quick, okay? There's nothing. I can't stand more than people who do things and say things in a hateful way because it's easier for them. You understand what I'm saying? You have these folks that will make comments and will say things that they know are hateful. I'm going to give you a perfect example. Last week, um, a woman in Kentucky by the name of Kim Davis was arrested for not doing her goddamn job. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about this bitch. I'm going to nip this in the bud today and I don't want to hear about this shit no more. Because first of all, people are taking this shit entirely too goddamn far. I saw something last night on Twitter that blew my damn feed up in reference to this heifer. And I quote that <laughs> Kim Davis is the Rosa Parks of our generation. Now, for those that do not know, Kim Davis is a county clerk in the state of Kentucky in a certain area. And in this county, she gets paid $85,000 a year to do her goddamn job. Okay? $85,000 fucking thousand dollars a year. Simply to do one thing, her fucking job. You do what the fuck you're told. Plain and simple. In her county, they told her that homosexuals and lesbians are now allowed to sign themselves into marriage agreement, marriage contract, and, and, and into marriage licenses and grab them from this office. It is your responsibility to make sure that each customer is taken care of taken care of and that the license are issued out responsibly. Now, what does she do? She was given a job. I have a job. Okay. My job is in management. So I'm like the guy that would have told her what she was supposed to be doing. You know how much it pisses me off 
to have a motherfucking employee to go and do some shit that they think is right when it ain't the shit that I told them to do in the first fucking place. That is fucking annoying. It's annoying as fuck if you're in management. It'll piss you off and make you want to fire their ass. So this bitch did it. And all of these crazy ass supporters came flying out of the woodwork because this bitch didn't want to do her goddamn job. And let me tell you why she didn't want to do her goddamn job. See, she is religious. Okay? She's a Christian. And as a Christian, she feels that by the rules of the Bible, gays and homosexuals, homosexuals and lesbians, shouldn't be allowed to be married. So she stopped issuing licenses in her county and got her ass thrown in jail. Now, why did she get thrown in jail for not doing her job? Because when you hold a seat in a judicial system in that format, when you hold a seat as a public official, okay, she ain't no goddamn marriage, you know, no goddamn drive-through marriage. Like, this ain't about no motherfucking, you know, a, a, a bakery or, or what, what was it, the bakery that said that they didn't want to make cakes for gays. Um, hell, this ain't even about the punk-ass preacher and I'm sorry for saying this, they came and told me the other day that he'll let people, and he know I love him, but he know he wrong for this, and I don't care. He said that he wouldn't do gay marriages, even though he let them in his congregation. He'll love them, but he don't believe in them marrying them. Well, sir, I hope you understand, I will never come to your church. Sorry. Never, ever, ever. Because you, my friend, are part of the problem. Okay. And supporting, because he, because see, this is what brought the conversation to my table, is when he told me, when we were sitting up here talking Saturday, and he said, and he mentioned something about people going to jail for religious beliefs. And I stopped him right there. I said, well, if my religious belief is in the name of Jesus, is if I smoke this joint, it's going to make me feel good, and I get caught smoking this joint and go to jail, well, is that not me going to jail for my religious belief because I believe smoking this joint from the name of Jesus? Right? Right? What's the fucking difference, right? So, and then I did, but I committed a crime. You feel me? See, nobody wants to look at it and call a spade a spade. But the fact of the matter is, the bitch committed a crime. That's what happened. There is no way of getting around it. She committed a crime. She didn't do her job, which was a crime, period. She signed a contract that said, in this contract, I will do my damn job. If I don't, my ass will get put in jail. You understand what I'm saying? And they treat it like she get, like, like somebody planted crack in her purse or some shit. Bitch, it was contempt of court. Oh, God, that ain't even, is that really a jailable offense anymore, my nigga? Contempt of court? That just mean your motherfucking ass didn't do what your boss told you to do. And they put your dumb ass in jail for it, period. That's what it is. So I say this. To all the supporters and to all the people that think this trout mouth bitch then done something great and remarkable and have the nerve and audacity, the utter gall, okay? The gall is what I put on Facebook. Who the fuck has the gall? Trying to use more, you know, interesting and exciting words. The gall to say some shit. 
and comparing this bitch to Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks didn't give up her seat on that bus because her feet was tied. And the fact of the matter is, she was tired of listening to these bullshit rules that were being made to separate black people from white people as far as making white people way the fuck up here and black people way the fuck down here. Especially when you got dirty ass, chip tooth, nasty ass rednecks that ain't even up there and considered at that upper echelon that rich, successful white people want them motherfuckers to be in in the first place. Oh shit. I'm stepping on toes today, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. Contrary to popular belief, rich white people hate broke white people way more than they hate niggas. I'm going to call a spade a spade. That goddamn rally that they had yesterday outside of that damn courthouse playing eye of the tiger for this trout mouth bitch. Oh, my God. What I said on Twitter, that bitch is more like the brown eyed tiger of a, the brown eye of a sewer rat. That's what that bitch is to me. Because all she is is trying to increase discrimination. Period. Rosa Parks was tired. And at that day, at that moment, she didn't feel like being discriminated against no more. Because her fucking feet was hurting. She was tired. She, like everybody else in America, that's worth a fuck, had a job. And she was doing her job. And after she got off work, she didn't feel like she needed to get up and get this motherfucking man her motherfucking seat. Period. Period. Exclamation point. There it is. And I don't think. And so to compare someone who's defending their rights that they don't even have, defending the rights that they should have. Compared to this bitch who wants to deny the rights to someone and they want to sit here and say that she's the next Rosa Parks in the same fucking crowd with they fucking Confederate flags flying. Remember the Confederate flag speech we had other week? How many niggas stand support that shit, huh? Where you niggas at that was supporting the flag? Why y'all ain't standing out there supporting it now while this out there supporting this crazy bitch? Oh, that's right. Because it's your heritage, right? Your heritage is based off of racism. And you're a dumb motherfucker for standing up with that shit. You're a dumb, sorry son of a bitch for standing up to anybody that stand with fucking racism. So all you niggas that's running around with your, this is my heritage shirt. Shut the fuck up and go kill yourself somewhere, please. Because you support people like that bitch. And just like that bitch, you and her can both go burn in hell together. That's just the way I fucking feel about it. Dead is. Ain't nothing else really else to say. Uh, thank you again. <laughs> and that's basically our time, folks. Thank you again for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. As always, I am your host, Joe Moffat. Um, we're going to get a better big stance going, and I'm doing my world premiere YouTube show. I'm telling you now because I am setting the date. I am looking at the calendar right now. We're going to put this motherfucker on and it will be September 23rd. Two weeks from today, we're going to make this happen. So you guys be ready. We're going to transition over to YouTube. We're going to still keep the SoundCloud app, everything. So we got a whole lot of good shit coming up. Be ready. Thank you all for listening to the show. I appreciate all the love you give me. Once again, just be on the lookout. I drop shows all the time. Matter of fact, I might be doing another one this week on Saturday. Peace and love. 
and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.